Welcome to another episode of This is Family. Before we begin, we'd like to inform our listeners that today's conversation deals with a very sensitive topic. So if you have young ears in the room, hit pause, put in your earbuds, or come back and listen later when the little ones are not around. Now, imagine with me for a moment, if a predator were to sneak into your home and attack your children in a silent onslaught of destruction, seeking to steal innocence, kill purity, and destroy healthy views of core issues of life. You'd do whatever it takes to defend your child. Sound far-fetched? Unfortunately, this happens all too often, and the intruder's name is pornography. I'm Ben Houck, here with my wife, Stacy for another episode of This is Family. The destructive power of pornography simply cannot be overstated, and its force is attacking our children at younger ages and in more sinister and silent ways than in past generations. Internet-connected devices like cell phones, tablets, smart TVs, and gaming systems can all be portals into the realm of sexual, devious content. And without proactive parenting, our kids can find themselves in vulnerable situations that they are not equipped to resist. So true. And it's a scary world that we're raising our kids in these days. But there is a way to defend and protect our children against this vicious enemy. And today, we're going to talk about it. Joining us today on This is Family is Reverend Lawrence Matthews. Brother Matthews is certainly no stranger to the Calvary family, as he and his wife serve as youth pastor of Calvary Tabernacle. Brother and Sister Matthews have a deep burden for the well-being of young people, and there's hardly a more important topic to address than what we'll be discussing today. Brother Matthews, welcome to This is Family. Thank you so much. Love being here. I look forward to this conversation. Well, before we get into the details of how we can protect our children, which of course we all want to know that. Sure. Um, give us a glimpse into the scope of the problem. Uh, you know, what does porn use amongst young people look like across our society at large today? Now, what what's taking place is it just seems like uh, our young people are being bombarded from every angle, whether it's from soft porn being on uh, television to uh, ads as they're looking uh, at YouTube videos. Uh, they're just, it's just coming from every angle. Mm-hmm. And uh, the world, or how can I say the enemy, is just trying to capture the hearts and the attention of our children and just trying to get a hook in them. Uh, but I feel that we as families uh, need to make sure that we guard our children the best way that we can. Mm-hmm. So true, so true. So if we look um, we look at, in general, sure. Um, I mean, how pervasive is is this problem amongst young people? Amongst young people, uh, when you look at it, uh, Covenant Eyes uh, says it like this, 93% of boys and 62% of girls are exposed to internet pornography before the age of 18. Goodness. Mm. Next is 70% of boys have spent at least 30 consecutive minutes looking at online pornography at least once on one occasion. 67% of children admit to cleaning and clearing their uh, their history so their parents won't see their activity. Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, as, as a parent trying to raise some boys and trying to make sure that they're safe and, and help them in a situation, it, it would be kind of hard to figure out the temperature of what's going on with our young people if 
if that's taking place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, 79% of accidental exposure to internet porn amongst kids takes place at home. Wow. wow. My goodness. Wow. So what that tells us, tells me as parents is we have to do a better job in just securing and guarding our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some folks that uh, believe that they go off with the thought of, you know, I don't have to put uh, certain filters on my kid's phone because I trust them. Mm. The mm-hmm. numbers don't lie. Right. right. The numbers don't lie. I know that we may trust our kids, but yeah. at the end of the day, like Scripture talks about, they're just flesh. Yep. And we have an enemy who walks around as a rolling lion, walking about seeking whom he may devour. Right. right. We have to make sure that we are guarding our children's hearts as much as possible. I understand that they want to be like everybody in society or they want to be like their friends, you know, that they go to school with or they're in their youth group. But for us in our individual homes, we have to protect our children. And I don't think that it's that we distrust our children necessarily, but we certainly distrust the enemy that's after them. There's a lady a long time ago uh, when I was a youth, she put it like this. She said, I trust you but I don't trust your flesh mm-hmm. because there is no good thing in our flesh. Like scripture talks about again, like you said, I trust, I trust my kid. I know my kid has a good heart, but at the end of the day, I just don't trust their flesh. Wow. Well, you know, this is obviously it's disturbing, you know, as a parent to hear these things, yes. but it's also very important that we understand the reality what is the average age that a child is exposed to pornography? Uh, statistics are saying uh, right between the ages of 11 and 12. That is when they're being exposed uh, to, to pornography, whether if it's at home or whether if it's at a friend's house and mm-hmm. somehow, some way, uh, they're watching something uh, online. That's where it seems like they're they're really being exposed, right around that preteen age. Yeah, and it, I'm sure it's by no accident that 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 is the age, you know, uh right before puberty mm-hmm. or perhaps at the early stages of puberty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um when chemical changes, hormonal changes, all these things are happening in in a young person's body and certainly if it's not intentional by the technology and yeah. by the society, mm-hmm. which you know, I almost kind of want to believe that it probably is because yeah. they're selling things here, but it certainly is intentional from our enemy, from the from the devil, from Satan, sure. right. uh, to, to try to, like you said earlier, put that hook mm-hmm. into a young person that's going to just be devastating for the rest of their life. So that, that age, though, my goodness, uh, that young of ages, that, that's, that is, that's really disturbing. But really, when we think about that, the addictive nature, yeah. we think of addictions often when we say, Addictions, we think of chemical dependency, we think about alcohol, cigarettes, that sort of thing. But the addictive nature of pornography use is incredibly strong. Give us a little sense as to what you've learned about, about that addiction. Well, what I've learned about it is this is number one, it's just it just seems like the enemy and the and the folks that are coming up with this content, they're using what God has given to Capture the hearts of these young, this young audience. Meaning, God created uh, intimacy between a man and a woman yeah. to be something right. special, something sacred. But when you even break it down to the biology, there's certain chemicals that begin to release 
in a in a in a person's mind or in a person's brain. Things like uh, how can I say dopamine and uh, serotonin and endorphins, things that bring calming senses and things that uh, uh, chemicals that are used to create memories and moments. You know, mm-hmm. when to, when a man and a woman gets together and they're intimate. Mm-hmm. The thing that I realized in finding out in research is this. When a young person begins to engage in pornography, the same chemicals that a, uh, a, a man and a woman who are engaging in intercourse, that's being released then, it's being released in the minds mm-hmm. of young people, but at an earlier age. Yeah, at an age in which they are not mature enough to really handle that. Right. They can't They can't process. They can't process what's going on. And they can't process that, hold on, what's taking place right now will create memories that I don't need. Mm-hmm. And what happens mm-hmm. is this is, it, it saddens me to say that it creates a unrealistic view of intimacy mm-hmm. later on in life. Mm-hmm. It can create an unrealistic view of how a man and a woman should be together. And in total, you can have a young man whose values and morals can be affected because of just watching pornography. The interaction between a young man and a young woman begins to change. Why is because here it is, because they're not old enough to understand what is fantasy and what is reality, they will take this video or this movie that has been scripted uh, and 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 think that this is reality and right. begin to turn around and a young man can interact with a young lady inappropriately because yeah. they're they think that this video that they saw oh this is this is real must be normal and so now Correct. they're not only bringing harm to them themselves but maybe a future spouse and they because they don't see it in reality and then it also affects affects their kids lives Correct. because when mom and dad don't have a normal relationship in the way that God created it to be, that's going to affect your children. Even if they don't know what's wrong, they can sense that something's not right with mom and dad, you know? Yeah. And that's that's a great point. As I was doing some more research on this, if I have it correctly, Covenant Eyes points out that 56% of marriages fail because of pornography. And I believe that it's probably because of these two parts. The one spouse believes that, okay, if you're watching pornography, uh, you're cheating on me. But also at the same time, there comes the other portion of the frustration of me not being able to meet your your needs or wow. yeah. me feeling the other spouse feeling like who's not watching pornography mm-hmm. that I am not good enough yeah. for you. And then it goes to just like what you were saying, Stacey, it, it starts to affect the home, meaning even though you may not argue in front of your kids, your kids can see that there is something going on tension. with mom and dad. Yeah, there's yeah. some tension. They can sense the tension. And what's happening is pornography not only just affects the husband and wife, but it begins to affect the whole ecosystem mm-hmm. yeah. of the home. So we've taken this at, at age 12. The hook has been set. Uh, a young person grows up with this maladjusted idea of what reality should be, carries that into marriage, uh, and it affects the the marital relationship between a husband and a wife, thereby negatively affecting the children, which just this whole thing, it just spirals out of control. Well, yeah. Think about it even with any other addiction. Just take drinking and driving, for example. Sure. You know, it doesn't just affect the person that's addicted yeah. to the alcohol. It it can, you know, affect the lives of those people that yeah. they're driving on the road with. Yeah, ru- ruinous you know? effects. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Just when an individual who, who may be using pornography, just when 
you may think that you're affecting yourself, but really, in return, it can affect more than just you. Just like the person who's drinking and driving, like you pointed out, it can affect the people on the road. Pornography can affect everyone, your spouse, your children, uh, mm-hmm. and your children's children. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the um, the question then becomes, you know, as we really look at this, long term effects okay. uh, for for the individual who is participating in this, obviously, uh, can be lifelong. Um, but what other long term effects can we can we look at here? I think some of the long term effects are, uh, again, dealing with young exposure. Uh, some young people, if they're not careful, they can begin to internalize some of the stuff that they've seen, and it can affect their speech, and it can affect the way that they act. It's sad to say that I have seen in my lifetime uh, the effects of pornography in that way. Uh, you, Some of the red flags, mom and dad, uh, to let you know your kid probably has, has seen something uh, is by what they say. If they start talking about certain uh, conversations, or you hear them, you know, in a di- in a next room, uh, talking about something that you know in your house that y'all mm-hmm. don't talk about, mm-hmm. and they're beginning to talk about guys and girls in a certain way. There may be a chance mm. that they may have been as- exposed. And then the big telltale sign is if they're starting to act out certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, when you see, or if you hear in your in your tribe, if I can say, different yeah. families that you're your friends with and your kids are connected to. If they're starting to tell you that your kid is starting to act certain ways and do certain things that are sexual, there is a strong possibility that your young person has been exposed to pornography. And it may not even be that obvious. It could even just be something as simple as isolation. True, because sometimes uh, if you're talking about it from the isolation standpoint, it could be the, the word it's not grief. It could, they could start getting into a depressive state because they that's the word, right. guilt. Right. Yeah. Wow. They feel guilt, especially with the young kids. Sometimes with the young kids, they know that it's wrong. If they're still at that stage where it, just, it hasn't become a habit and they're in the beginning stages of watching pornography, it can become guilt. And they know that it's wrong, but at the same time, it's hard to not to watch. Yeah. You talked earlier about the, um, the speech chain. These children are, are still developing. They're still developing their personalities and their abilities, uh, you know, social skills. How does it impact the brain's development? Oh, it impacts the brain development is this is, and I think Stacey already said it, which it, it comes to uh, that isolation. Kids can start becoming isolated again because they don't want you to know their little secret. Yeah. And then that isolation can turn into depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can start thinking that they're worthless. Mm. Because of what they've seen, mm. and we all know what the how the enemy is. Sometimes, what the enemy wants to do, the enemy wants to bombard their mind and keep them feeling guilty yeah. about something that Christ wants to free them from. Right. Right. And then the last one is this: is they can their self esteem, the way that they view themselves, can automatically change, or not automatically, but over time yeah. can change. And then what happens is if we're not careful, we could be looking at one day our kid, our little kid that we've been raising, who we filled their cup of confidence so much. The next day it can turn around and they could their little cups can be empty. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they could view themselves uh, in a certain light that God and you as parents did not, you know, you that's not what you call them. Yeah. 
And that's when the acting out starts to happen, in wow. my opinion. Yeah. Wow. They start acting out in certain ways because their self-esteem is low and they feel like they're worthless. And so uh, they, sometimes they could start living out these things because of isolation, depression, and their low self-esteem about themselves. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and maybe just talk about the long-term effects of their view of morals and kind of the way that develops after they've gone through this, you know, self-esteem issues, the depression and sure. the addiction. I think what can happen is this is, again, like we talked about, uh, they could lose a sense of uh, consent. Mm. Again, there it is. They've, they have viewed pornography so much that it, if they're not careful, they could view it and think that this is just how life is. Oh man! Uh, for some, for some, they could find themselves wow. if they're not careful, just giving themselves away to anyone, mm. and or if, or taking from anyone. And that's where I was going. My wow. goodness! Yeah, they could take. They could because it's again pornography is not real life. Yeah, and they're not viewing it as something sacred. It's just it's just a selfish becomes more of a selfish mindset. Correct, yeah. and then from there for young guys. If they're not careful, uh, like we talked about earlier, they could start viewing women as, let's just say it, a piece of meat instead of something that I'm supposed to cherish. And God says that the right one for me is supposed to be my help meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there it is. Let's move on to marriage. When they when it comes to marriage, say like you have a young lady who has been saving herself and has been raised in a godly home uh, and stuff like that. And then you have this young man that's probably, you know, has has dabbled in pornography uh if he's not careful he can damage that his wife's true. self-esteem so true uh and and force things on her that she does not want and she's not used to and then from there her 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 thoughts about herself her self-esteem can become lower and then what happens like we mm-hmm. talked about already that type of that type of mind frame can be passed along to our children Man, that is that is that is so true, um, and 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 really, you know, all of this is part of the the fantasy, the the fake nature uh, of this. And you know, children need their parents, yes, uh, in so many ways. But in this particular issue, in human sexuality, parents need to be the one that sets the narrative, right? And when Pornography is injected into the entire developmental process of of a young person. It it can take that uh, that influence of the parents, which should be the primary influence, and take it and sideline it. Um, right. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about how the addiction changes the normalization of what godly behavior should be. Well, I'll tell you, if if your kid gets a hold of pornography, what happens is this: it, it's like taking the playbook out of the parents' hands, and then and, uh, and then it being in somebody else's hands. And that individual, which is the pornography world, they can write anything that they want in there, and then that's placed in that kid's hands. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that puts that parent, sadly to say, at a deficit. It puts it at a deficit because the p- pornography world has already interjects some things into their kids. If a parent's not careful, a parent almost seems like they have to do a little bit of catch up. 
mm. and and rewriting on the hearts of our children to help them understand what what true love is. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and what a true marriage should look like. Uh, but then also at the same time, the parents are having to work with a child that has now been chemically exposed. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part to help your kid get through at times. Right. It's helping them to, uh, to push back and kind of hold off on those God given, uh, God given urges yeah. that was supposed to be meant for a man, a man and a wife who are in marriage. Yeah. So brother Matthews, you know, all of this that we've talked about, it sort of takes away the, the age of innocence how can we kind of unpack that a little bit for us? Sure. It takes away the innocence because our children are being, how can I say, fast-forwarded and fast-tracked into a world that their minds weren't weren't created at that time to be able to be involved in. Mm -hmm. uh, again, children begin to lose their innocence because they're, they're placed in a situation where they're viewing things that should only take place between a man and a woman that that are married. And what happens is this, and in, in, in my opinion, is their sense of marriage is being crushed and destroyed by viewing all these things. And then they're forced into a situation where the chemical aspect of it is taking place, where they're having these urges and these, these drives. They're not used to this. They weren't built. God didn't build them to have these desires and these urges to be released at that moment in that time. Does that create a, like some trauma then, of course? like it, it, it does and it can. It does and it can. And how it can create that trauma is this is once they, the child realizes that, they, that this is not wholesome and this isn't pure, the pictures and the images that they've seen cannot be removed from their minds. It can't be removed from their minds. And what really happens, Ben and Stacey, is there's a battle. And here's a, here's a, here's the saddest part as parents is we sometimes can't see the internal battle mm. that will take place in our kids' hearts from the things that they've seen. Uh, sometimes what can happen is the enemy can at any time try to pull pull that file out yeah. mm -hmm. and begin to remind them. Here's the crazy thing, whether in church, at school, sitting down at home, pull those images up and remind that child of what they've experienced. And that can be traumatic. Again, it goes to the damaging of their self-esteem. Yeah. Wow. Them thinking that I'm not good enough. The thinking of in, in, in the church realm, will God forgive me? God, I'm struggling and I, I keep seeing these, these images in my mind. Am I, am I dirty? But even though, yes, it, it's traumatic and, and, if your kid has been exposed to pornography at an early age, I believe wholeheartedly God can bring restoration and so healing true. into the mind mm. and the hearts so true. of young people. Yeah. God can move in. It, it could be moment. God can literally touch their hearts and touch their minds and let them know that they're loved no matter what, no matter what they've seen, no matter what they've experienced. Uh, that God can change their lives. Yeah, I mean, Pastor Matthews, you've 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 brought us 
some very sobering things to think of today. And, you know, the hope though that you just mentioned is that Bible tells us that we can be transformed by yeah. the renewing of our minds. That's correct. And, and um, that that's the beauty mm-hmm. in all this. And, Man. and um, you know, you, you've done an incredible job today of, of getting us to see the scope of this problem, how pornography affects our young people, and just that lifelong negative impact. But um, we're, we're running short on time today, sure. and, and um, we're, we're going to ask you to stick around. And let's do a second part of this topic. Um, I think it's important that, that we now, in part two, maybe turn the corner. And, and let's yes. talk to the parents about, okay, practically, you know, what can parents do to protect their children? How do we avoid getting to be part of these statistics? Because through the power of the Holy Ghost and through some real proactive parenting, um, there are some really great ways to protect our children from this monster. Does it sound good? Would you join us again for part two? Yes, for sure. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please take a few moments to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And if you don't already follow Calvary on social media, make sure you like, subscribe, and share on your favorite platform at Calvary Tab Indy. We hope you'll join us next month for another episode of This Is Family. For now, we say farewell and we pray God's blessings on your family.